So, this coming Saturday evening, as you know, game two of our triple header, 6 p.m. right here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network pit at Virginia Tech. Two teams that are struggling in their own right. Uh, and then, of course, before that game in our own area here in the Virginia Talk Radio Network footprint of ours, the Virginia Cavaliers at Boston College Eagles, two teams that are also struggling. So, uh, we've had plenty of experience. Probably, unfortunately, you could say with the Power 5 teams we cover, uh, with Virginia and Virginia Tech both struggling, discussing how to handle rough starts to their season. So, why not get some perspective from someone who's been in a multitude of different locker rooms? ACC Network Analyst will be on the call this Saturday evening for Pitt at Virginia Tech on the ACC Network at 8 p.m. Tim Hasselbeck. Gracious enough to join us in the fast lane. Tim, first of all, we appreciate your time. We hope you're traveling as smoothly and safely as possible. Um, you've been in a myriad of different teams and locker rooms in the world of sports. What's the tone in a locker room right now, and what's the vibe around a team? I guess it's kind of one and the same. When mm-hmm. you're off to a slow start and you're grasping at straws like Virginia or Boston College or Pitt or Virginia Tech to try to turn your season around at the midway point. Yeah, yeah, Kind of twofold, you know. The feeling can can be a little bit like you're at a funeral, you know, where everyone's kind of, uh, you know, somber, not necessarily a ton of talking, and I think, um, you know, there's like some uncertainty, and you know, I think that can be the feeling. And you know, at the same time, I think it's what coaches are kind of tasked with is to, to kind of get rid of that feeling and try to. You know, show that there's there's reason for some optimism and some hope and some uh, feeling that it may get better. And so, you know, I think that typically what what the feeling is is like you know all that um, you know frustration and um, you know kind of uncertainty of you know why things are the way they are. You know, at the same time, there's, there's coaches that are trying to get you to feel like you know what things are going to get better. Like, look how close we were. Here and if this play is different, you know the outcome of the game may very well be different. And um, and so those are the things you try to focus on because if you just think about your record, then obviously no one will feel very good about you know where each team stands. Tim Hasselback, ACC Network and ESPN College Football Analyst, gracious enough to give us some time today here in the Fast Lane. Tim, you mentioned where teams are right now and the vibe and mood. How much does it fall on the coaching staff to keep the players believing? How much is it to fall on the players, not just the accountability part, but to find ways to continue to bring the energy in preparation that can lead to success on game day? Yeah, I, I think it's it's both. Look, the coach has to set the tone. There's no question about that, and um, and so there's the balance of what correcting what you've done, you know, poorly as a team, and then you know also trying to build on the stuff that you've done a good job of, and then from a player perspective. You know, I think it's important for all these players to remember. Like you only get so many of these opportunities, and so uh, you know you work hard. I mean, all these you know it goes back to winter workouts and spring ball, and then all the work over the summer, and then you look up and you think, well, you only have you know around ten of these opportunities, and that's if you're healthy enough and fortunate enough to get on the field each and every week. So. You know, I think there is a balance of no matter what your record is, also understanding you know, how few of these opportunities you actually get in your lifetime. And so it should get your very best each and, and should get the most energy and enthusiasm you can bring each and every opportunity. 
ACC Network and ESPN analyst Tim Hasselback with us here in the Fastlane. T.T. Hasselback on Twitter or X as it were. Uh, and then, of course, Tim underscore Hasselback on Instagram to keep up with Tim and his insights and work and everything that he's doing, including with the ACC Network as he'll be on the call for Pitt at Virginia Tech this coming Saturday evening uh, from Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, the quarterback position falls under the microscope of struggles for teams in the Commonwealth of Virginia, starting with UVA. They get ready to go to your alma mater, the Boston College Eagles, and They're going back, or at least that's the plan as of right now before game time, of course, Uh, but going back to Tony Musket, who won the job out of camp, impressed enough in that entire process to get the nod over Anthony Calandria. Coach Tony Elliott saying he doesn't believe in guys losing their jobs to injury unless uh, I would imagine somebody's playing outstanding. And while you look at Virginia in that particular spot, how do you read the room on that particular decision, given that it's for a team that needs as many sparks as it can find, including offensively? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably what Tony Elliott is looking at is, you know, he's had the composite of, of all of the work, the understanding, the ability to feel like, you know, who do guys rally around and, you know, it obviously, and you've alluded to it, it's not been the start that they've wanted. And so, you know, I think what coaches typically try to do is, uh, you know, stabilize the situation in terms of what you feel like, you know, eliminates the most negative plays. And and then from that standpoint, you know, you also, um, you know, trying to figure out, okay, like what will get our guys going. And I, I really think, too, that, you know, when coaches say things like, hey, you know, you can't lose your – you know, you're not losing your job because of an injury. Um, look, I think some people truly believe in that, and, you know, we'll stick to it. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if that's, you know, his position. I mean, remember, you know, Drew Bledsoe lost his position because of injury, and, you know, Tom Brady ended up being the replacement. So, you know, I think you do have to be careful, uh, you know, having a rule that, you know, is kind of set in stone rather than, you know, being willing to adjust to whatever ends up being the best thing for your football team. Former Boston College and NFL quarterback Tim Hasselback is with us here in the fast lane at TT Hasselback on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call that. Uh, and also Tim underscore Hasselback on Instagram are, are ways you can keep up with him when he's not commentating for the ACC network as he'll be doing for Pitt at Virginia Tech this coming Saturday evening. Tim, uh, the other part in terms of Virginia and losing is losing your composure like they did at the end of the game against NC State. How much of that is on the coaching staff, how much of that's on the players, how much of that is it's the heat of the moment and it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a combination of that as well. I mean, that, like, look, it's always going to come back to the coach. I mean, I, you know, and I think that, um, look, it, it's unfortunate sometimes because you also know that the coach has preached, um, you know, and, and tried to create a culture of, of understanding the rules and keeping your poise and, and all of that stuff. And so, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the best marriage of that is a coach that says something that creates a culture. There's players and leadership on the team that understand it and, um, you know, kind of enforce it and police it themselves, you know, amongst their teammates. And so, um, Look, it, it always is more than one thing, whether it's play on the field, whether it's discipline, whether it's pre-snap penalties, like you name it. Like It's always a combination of those things. But ultimately, it's the head coach's job to 
create a culture where when it happens, you know, the penalty or the correction is significant enough that it changes the atmosphere on the football team. We've seen it in our backyard, unfortunately, far too often at places like Virginia Tech and Virginia where penalties have turned potentially winnable 50-50 games into clear defeats as both Tony Elliott and Brent Pry have experienced in Charlottesville and Blacksburg and wherever they've been playing their games. You alluded to those particular points. Is it too old school in the era of NIL and the transfer portal and player empowerment to go old school as a coaching staff and make practices harder and prepare for those situations and coach your team through what it's like and frankly to have some repercussions if things don't go very well from a self-discipline standpoint in the game and frankly out of the game that might impact your availability or is that still necessary no i believe it's necessary i get it like you know when people want to talk about you know nil and this different generation of player and all of that stuff but the reality is if you're a guy that's committing pre-snap penalties, post-snap penalties, or you know post-play penalties, things of that nature, I can't imagine you're going to be a highly regarded prospect in the portal. You know, like I just there, there's an element of look, you want to do it that way, like like we're, we're, that's not how we're doing it here. And I think that most coaches are trying to do it that way. And I think in the long haul, you're going to be better off. Uh, with that, uh, and, and, and from a standpoint of, you know, the type of guys that want to get coached, those guys are going to be better in the long haul. Just, you know, staying in the conference, you know, one of the first things Mac Brown, you know, said to me when Matt and we're talking about Drake May was, you know, the best thing I think about him is that he wants to get coached. He wants to be to get better, and so, you know, I think that most great players want that most great players uh, have a desire to improve and uh, you know I think ultimately recruiting those types of kids getting those types of kids in your program and teaching them that that's the better way uh, I think ultimately is better for your program in the long run T.T. Hasselback Twitter or X however you want to term that site Tim underscore Hasselback Instagram. Those are platforms where you can connect with our current guest, Tim Hasselback, who's with us here in the Fast Lane. As always, we're at Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts to uh, catch anything we do in the online form. Tim, pivoting away from what's going on with Virginia, but seemingly fairly similar. Virginia Tech, they're in a struggling spot as well, trying to get off the struggle bus against a team that has also underperformed based on their expectations, and they've been successful in recent years. That being the Pitt Panthers who come into Charlottesville or come into Blacksburg uh, this coming Saturday night. Better not get those two places confused, of course. Uh, But for those two teams, how much do you put into this game in terms of the history of Pitt having had Virginia Tech's number? How much is it different because Pitt has had their own share of struggles, not just offensively and particularly injuries at quarterback, but as we saw last week against North Carolina, defensively as well. Yeah, I think this game really, um, you know, for both teams, is more about, look, we need to be better at, at, at our stuff and be a little bit less concerned about the opponent. And so whether that is, you know, for Pitt, like, hey, let's do a better job pass protecting for whoever the quarterback is going to be. Or for for Virginia Tech, if it's, listen, let's clean things up to get a clearer picture for whoever's playing quarterback for us. And, um, you know, doing things to, um, you know, to 
to get off the field on third down and, and not have a penalty that extends a drive. Or, you know, I, I, I really think that both teams are in a spot right now where, you know, it kind of feels a little bit more about getting out of their own way. And, um, and so I think that history, when that happens, can kind of go out the window because, you know, whether it's, you know, Christian Veyer playing quarterback for, for Pitt or whether it's Chiron Drones playing quarterback for Virginia Tech, what's happened in the past doesn't, doesn't matter now. And, and really what matters is just making sure that you do the best that you can do with what is going on with your football team. And I think if you do that, you're going to give your, chance, your team a, a better chance of winning. What added pressure – if any, is there for a team like, to a lesser extent, Pitt, because this is a, more of a, a one-off year in terms of their struggles, but Pitt and Virginia Tech as well, whose struggles have been a little bit longer, that not only are they losing, but they're not fitting the mold of what you think of with these type of programs, which is you may lose games where you have a little bit less talent than the opponent, but the self-inflicted mistakes and the lack of toughness to be able to correct those and the lack of adjustments don't jive with the identity fans place on Pitt Panther and Virginia Tech football. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's an element of this where you want to say, look, are we going in the right direction as a program? You know, for both places. You know, obviously there's been plenty of change in Blacksburg, and, um, you know, Brent Pry seems to be trying to get the team back to, you know, some of the uh, mentality and a blue-collar mentality of of what the Virginia Tech program has been. And, you know, if you're committing penalties and you're, you know, doing things where, um, you know, it's just not uh, representative of errors before that you're trying to get back to, then that obviously doesn't feel like, you know, a building block moment. And, you know, a similar thing with Pitt. You know, Pitt, what you realize when you when you go there, and I had their game last week, is you know how many you know good players have come through their program. I mean, you know, Hall of Famers. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald was honored at the at the game last week. He was going into their Ring of Honor. I mean, that they that is a proud, tradition filled program. Um, and so when you have you know offensive performances the way they've had, and you say, wait a second, this is like this is where Dan Marino played, and this is where LaShawn McCoy and Curtis Martin and uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, and some of these great offensive players. Like, why are we not better on offense? So I think that I think for both programs, it's trying to get back to some of the identity that has existed in the past. Tim Hasselback will be on the call for Pitt against Virginia Tech this Saturday evening. In Blacksburg is Virginia Tech fans still selling out this game. And the next one, by the way, against Wake Forest, despite their team's 1-3 start to the season. Just a couple of minutes left for Tim Hasselback, and we're grateful for your time today, Tim. But the atmosphere in Blacksburg, you surprised at all? Or is this kind of fit the mold of what you expect, that even though Virginia Tech right now sitting at 1-3, they've still sold out this game against Pitt, and uh, it's expected to be as raucous as it always is? Yeah, I think it's small for me. I've been on record as saying it's the loudest place that I've ever played. Um, you know, obviously it was the Big East back when I was in college and Boston College would come down to Blacksburg and play, but it's an amazing fan base. It's an amazing atmosphere. Um, honestly, one of the coolest ones in all of college football, you know, not just 
the conference. And so it, it really doesn't surprise me. I, I've, um, you know, I don't know what number of game this is that I've, that I've called in Blacksburg, but I've done more than a handful of them, and it kind of seemingly never disappoints. And I've been other places that have good tradition or have, you know, played and, you know, been top ten programs. And, you know, depending on the opponent or depending on the team's record, uh, it just is not the same atmosphere. And that's that's never the case um, because, you know, while I, you know, played here and it was back in the Michael Vick era, so obviously very good teams, um, it I've also been here calling games when the team has struggled, and it's still been a great atmosphere each and every time. Rather than asking for a prediction to wrap up our chat with Tim Hasselback, who's with us today in the fast lane, and will be on the call for Pitt at Virginia Tech Saturday night from Blacksburg, uh, we'll ask more of an overview question, flow of the game type. Last two games, they were both on the road, but Virginia Tech in the fourth quarter it got away from them at Rutgers and at Marshall Will that be the case again where the game gets away from a team, or are you expecting this to be a close game Is for those that are interested, the point spread of about two and a half to three in favor of Pitt would indicate? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think that Pitt's quarterback situation, which certainly seems to be in flux, could have a huge impact on the game. Uh, Phil Dracovic is a little banged up. His status and availability, I think, you could have a big impact terms of what Pitt's offense looks like. I really think you could end up having um, a pretty good defensive battle. And, you know, part of that is Pitt does have a very good defense. For all their struggles, their defense has played well. Um, Their struggles have mainly been on the offensive side of the ball. And so I do expect a low-scoring affair, and I do expect a close football game. We expect it as well. It'll be fun to see, and Tim Hasselbeck will be part of the call. If you're not following, shame on you, but you should, TT Hasselbeck on Twitter or X and Tim underscore Hasselbeck on Instagram for Tim Hasselbeck when he's not calling games like Pitt at Virginia Tech, which he will be doing this Saturday evening in Blacksburg. Tim, thank you for your time. Enjoy all the festivities around another trip into Virginia Tech, and we wish you all the best, and thank you very much for your time today in the Fast Lane. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on. Our pleasure. Tim Hasselback with us here in the fast lane. Again, appreciate his time. And, uh, you know, it's a credit to Virginia Tech fans. And yesterday, Chris Coleman, I thought, said it very well from TechSideline.com that they've gone above and beyond what you would expect, selling out not only Pitt, but Wake Forest, in spite of the fact that this is, as it stands right now, a 1-3 team. As it stands right now, we're done with the fast lane today, but we're back 5 to 6 p.m. Monday afternoon. Trey Law VT, his socials, Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and where you listen to podcasts to stay connected through the weekend.